0: It is Wednesday, June 12th, and you are listening to Pink is a New Podcast by me, Trent Venegas, where I recap and comment on the past week's entertainment and fun gossipy news uh, for your listening entertainment. Um, So... Let's get to it. Uh, last week was a pretty decent week for, uh, fun entertainment news. Not a lot of earth-shaking things happened, but, uh, definitely enough interesting stuff to talk about this week. Um, last Wednesday, Netflix released, uh, the new season of Black Mirror, Black Mirror Season 5, and the, uh... The episode within this new season of Black Mirror that is getting the most attention is the one that stars Miley Cyrus as a pop star who is uh, <laughs> held captive by her fame, but really held captive by her evil aunt. Who? Um, okay, so not to give away the episode, let's just say that if you are familiar with Black Mirror, or even if you aren't, um, the, the show is kind of like a new version of the Twilight Zone, where things aren't always as they appear, and there are nefarious undertones to the seemingly straightforward story that you are being told. So while things may look good on the surface, um, as the, uh, stories unfold, we learn that there's something more dark and sinister underneath. So in this episode of Black Mirror, Miley Cyrus plays a pop star who, um, uh, is trying to grow up and break free from the teen, uh, image that made her famous. And that's really all I want to say about the episode, in case you haven't seen it, so that it's not spoiled for you. But, um, the reason that this episode is getting a lot of attention is that Miley covers a Nine Inch Nails song in the episode. So the idea is, uh, that the Nine Inch Nails song, Head Like a Hole, has been adapted into a fun pop song with, uh, poppy music and updated lyrics that change the, um, the darker, uh, mood of the song into a more pop-friendly version of the song, which speaks volumes about what the episode is all about. Um, so I've seen the episode, I saw it as soon as the new season was released, and I really liked it. I thought it was very clever. It wasn't as strong as a lot of the other Black Mirror episodes are. I will say that. Um, I think I liked the episode a lot because of the Nine Inch Nails connection. But overall, the story isn't as um, strong as... Other stories have been And that's the case with any show And Black Mirror is no exception Um, Season after season There are really really great episodes And then there are also weaker episodes So honestly For me if, if it weren't for The Nine Inch Nails connection I think that this episode would be one of the weaker ones but the clever way that the story, or at least the over, uh, writing storyline, um, plays out, I appreciate that, and I do enjoy the Nine Inch Nailsness of the episode. Um, a lot of um, Nine Inch Nails, quote unquote, fans have a huge problem with. Um, this song being used uh, in this episode of Black Mirror because of the Miley Cyrus connection which I think is completely ridiculous um, Trent Reznor is a very intelligent man and he definitely knows what's up and he gave his permission to have his song adapted for use in this way so much so that he is offering on the official Nine Inch Nails website, um, a t-shirt that is a, um, tie-in with Black Mirror, and it features the new poppier lyrics of the Head Like a Hole song. So, Trent Reznor is on board, I'm on board, um, and that's really all I think that you need to know. Uh, if you haven't seen this episode yet, you should check it out, let me know what you think. Um, if you're a hardcore Nine Inch Nails fan and you hate Miley Cyrus, you might have a problem with it. But if you are a, uh, Nine Inch Nails fan with an open mind and you understand, um, what is being said in this episode, then I think you will enjoy it. So, uh, I fully endorse this episode and I suggest you check it out. Um, last Wednesday, um, the trailer for a new documentary on the late In Excess singer Michael Hutchinson, um, was released the documentary is called Mystify, which is uh, uh, an In Excess song. And for those of you who may not uh, be aware, or just may not be In Excess fans, because, you know, when Michael Hutchinson passed away, um, geez, I want to say in the early 2000s now, um, it's understandable that in excess's fandom might have gone down, but I have been a long time uh In Excess fan from the very beginning. I remember when I was in marching band um and I played the saxophone. I loved going to the music store to buy, you know, music sheet music to practice with and Unsurprisingly, modern pop songs were not really, um, adapted for saxophone, so I would have to buy piano music and use piano music to try and, you know, practice playing the saxophone. And it didn't really work very well because piano music is, is complex and it's written for piano. But I do remember I was such a huge InXS fan and a Whitney Houston fan at the time that I would buy uh, InXS and Whitney Houston sheet music to practice my saxophone on. So um, I've been a big InXS fan for a very long time and was very sad when um, it was reported that Michael Hutchinson had passed away. Now, if memory serves um and i hope i'm not getting this wrong cuz it's 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 sad like so michael hutchinson took his own life and it is uh my understanding that he died by what's the term autoerotica fixation it's kind of like when you choke yourself when you're when you're trying to get off while having sex um my understanding is that he did that, uh, on his own and passed away. Now, very sad. Um, he had famously dated, you know, famous women, including Kylie Minogue. And I remember when he and Kylie were dating in the late nineties and they had broken up before, um, he accidentally took his own life. And I always remember thinking that it was very sad that that's kind of the way that he died. It was accidental. Obviously, he didn't, the understanding is he didn't mean to, to kill himself. And this new trailer for the Michael Hutchinson documentary, Mystify, actually um, informs me that he suffered an accident, a head injury, um, years before his death. So, uh, I'm sure they're going to talk about this at length in the documentary, but I had no idea until I saw the documentary and I read up on it. So apparently, um, you know, in, in the late nineties or whenever Michael Hutchinson was on a bike and he, for whatever reason, pissed off a taxi driver who got out of the car and shoved him to the ground off his bike, and he hit his head. And that head injury changed his life forever. Apparently, he lost his sense of smell, and he started, he was super depressed after that incident. Um, So clearly, that head injury affected him, and it seems likely that that is what caused his eventual depression to lead to his eventual accidental death. So... Um, I am terribly curious to see this documentary because I don't know this part of his life. And, um, for the, for one, I want to see the documentary because I'm sure it will celebrate his life and it will shed light on how he ended his life. So, um... As I understand it, the soundtrack for Mystify will be out in July, but no official release date has been announced for the documentary. So, if this sounds like something interesting to you, you're going to want to keep your ear to the ground and keep an eye out for its release. And um, if if that release date comes across my radar, I will try an update down the line so that people know when it comes out. Um, on Thursday... BH 90210, the new Beverly Hills 90210 reboot, remake, sequel series, released a new promo video. And in the promo video, which um, you can see online, um, the, the actors are playing with the action figure doll versions of themselves like, they're play-acting a scene from Beverly Hills 90210, and then they, they throw down the dolls and they say, hey, why don't we do this for real? And then you, we see that it's the actors who are playing with the dolls. So, um, it's a very cute video. It's probably my favorite one, or it's one of my favorite ones. They're all, all the, all the promos have been pretty good. So this is another really, really good promo video. And, um, I get the sense that this is kind of meant to give us a a feeling for what the show is going to be like. It is going to be the actors playing their characters as they are trying to remake the series or something. I mean, it's so weird, I have to confess, I'm still not 100% really totally sure what the show's going to be like, but um, it's probably going to be great hopefully it'll be great. We'll see. Um, so yeah, there's a new trailer out, a new promo video for BH90210. Go check it out. Um, the big news from last Thursday was, uh, the Beyonce death stare heard round the world. So Beyonce and her husband Jay-Z went to, uh, a basketball game, uh, that featured the Golden State Warriors versus the Toronto Raptors, And as they usually do, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce sat courtside, front and center, where all the cameras could see them. And so it was Jay-Z and then Beyonce next to him, and then next to Beyonce was the Golden State Warriors owner, his, his wife. So Joe Lacob is the owner of the Golden State Warriors, and his wife, Nicole Curran, were seated next to... Beyonce and Jay-Z. So, Beyonce was seated in between Nicole and Jay-Z, and some very fun and funny video was captured of Beyonce kind of scooting away from Nicole and making kind of, like, these annoyed looks. Um, it seemed like she was just annoyed that, you know. For for what we don't know, we don't really know why she was annoyed, but she was kind of giving like death stares. And to be honest, when I saw the photos and the video footage the next day, I thought, oh my god, that's so funny! Like, look, she's annoyed. Blah blah blah. That was like the end of it. But I was unaware that on Twitter, a shitstorm of insanity was exploding when Beyonce's fans, the Bayhive was going ape shit on this poor woman sending her messages like, stop talking to Jay-Z. Why are you crowding Beyonce? I mean, it got so bad that they were sending this woman death threats. Yes, these crazy fans were sending this woman death threats just because she seemingly annoyed Beyonce um, to the point where the woman in the middle of the night Like, didn't even realize what was going on Like, as a regular person She put her phone away, went to sleep And woke up to, like, all these texts from all of her friends Saying, oh my god, are you okay? Because she was getting death threats online To the point where she had to disconnect her Twitter account Which is crazy I mean, people, this is insane. I mean, honestly, what turned... What was a fun, cute, little, gossipy story about, like, you know, oh, look at these faces Beyonce's making for all these reaction gifts and all this kind of stuff that can be used for fun turned into a really insane and crazy story where this poor woman was getting death threats, like, actual death threats from people, which is nuts. So, um, yeah be careful about offending Beyonce or seemingly offending Beyonce or heaven forbid, she shoots you a death stare and her fans find out about it because if so, um, the Bayhive might be coming for you. So stay safe out there humans. Let's not get on Beyonce's bad side. And if you're listening, Beyonce fans, um, I love Beyonce forever. I would never do anything to offend her and I worship her. She is my goddess. Please don't come for me. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that was Thursday. Um, on a personal note, last Thursday, um, my friend Casey, um, at Casey Courageous on Instagram, um, invited me to the Go West Fest at the Wiltern Theater here in Los Angeles, which was the, uh, first, Pride kickoff event for Pride Weekend here in Los Angeles, and it is it was a festival that was headlined by Troy Sivan and Charlie XEX and a whole bunch of their fans, including Pussy Riot and Gia Gun um, Alix, um, and it was really really great. Like I remember when tickets went on sale for this show uh, a month or two ago, and it was just like I could not commit to getting tickets they were kind of a little pricey and it was right around the time that my show was ending that my work was crazy so I wasn't sure if I could go so I didn't get a ticket and Casey my buddy who I love very very graciously offered me a ticket and I happily accepted. And he and I were able to celebrate the kickoff of Pride here in Los Angeles together at a really great festival that was super um, positive and fun, and it was full of like young people. There were food trucks. There was art. You know, um, queer artists were selling their their merchandise. There was um, a little go-go club downstairs. There were food trucks. And um there were a lot of ways for money to be raised for GLAD, which was uh really cool. Uh, Bud Light, um, and I'm shouting them out because Troy Sivan shouted them out very loudly and proudly from the stage. Um let us all know that Bud Light was one of the major uh uh ad supporters of Go Ass Fest. And they were—they are donating lots of money to um, gay charities, organizations like GLAD. And Troy was very open about talking about how the people at Bud Light had worked very closely with him to ensure that they weren't just giving lip service; that they were actually wanting to provide um, a fun festival for for gays, queers and that they wanted to make sure that they put their money where their mouth is. So that was really, really great to know and I am very, very happy to shout them out as well and um, I'm happy to say that Bud Light is one of my favorite go-to beers and um, I'm glad to know that, they, that the money I spend on Bud Light um, gets paid forward to to, um, queer events like Go West Fest. So, you're awesome, Bud Light. Thank you so much for doing that. And thank you, Troy and Charlie, for putting on a really fun festival. And love and thanks to Casey for taking me, uh, with him to enjoy it. Um, yeah, so, if Go West Fest becomes a thing, and it happens again next year, maybe I'll see you there. Um, on Friday... Um, a story, uh, started circulating about Brad and Angelina's divorce, which is still not final, by the way. These two announced that they were splitting up years ago, and then it was sometime after that that they announced that they were divorcing officially, and here we are all these years later, and they are still not officially divorced. As it is being reported, Brad is the one who's trying to get the divorce settled quickly, or as soon as possible, after all these years, and it is Angelina who, for whatever reason, is not ready to have the divorce finalized, and, uh, they're at the point where, uh, you know, Brad is saying, you know, sign the papers, or you'll face fines, or whatever, I don't know, it just does not sound, uh, good, Um, as, 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 as far as I'm aware, the breakup was not very amicable, um, and, uh, if I had to guess, I would guess that Angelina probably doesn't want the divorce settled until matters about their family are settled, and I'm guessing that that is what is taking so long. So, whatever's going on, hopefully they will sort their stuff out soon, and, um, Wrap up their divorce proceedings But as it stands now They are still not divorced And uh, Brad wants out So we'll see what happens with that On Saturday More sad relationship news to report Bradley Cooper and his girlfriend Irina Shake uh, Split after four years together Um, (laughs) They share a daughter And, uh, they are now reportedly in the process of figuring out the best, uh, the best thing for their daughter as they go through this breakup. But, um, people have been, um, waiting or expecting, people have been expecting Bradley and Arena to break up for some time now because there have been rumors that Bradley and Lady Gaga were kind of getting together, or at least were romantically attracted to one another, you know, you know all this stuff about working together around A Star Was Born, and, and the way that those characters played out on the big screen, rumors started circulating that the two of them were romantically involved, which may or may not be the case, um, and then now we hear that Bradley and Irina are, are uh, breaking up. And now people are saying, now's the time for Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga to get together. Who knows if that will happen? I think that's wishful thinking. I think people have uh, a huge affinity for stars that they see acting together as, you know, a couple on TV or in movies. They want to see them together. So, I don't necessarily think that that's the case. But, would I be surprised if Bradley and Lady Gaga got together? Eh, probably not. So... Um, now that Bradley Cooper is a, is a single man, and I believe Lady Gaga is not involved with anyone seriously, we shall see if the two of them decide to, uh, get together. Saturday was my best friend Adriana's birthday, and I got to spend, uh, the day with her. Um, She wanted to just hang out in a park uh, on a couple blankets with a bunch of food and some booze and just hang out, and that's what we did, and um, I loved spending the day with her. And I told her in person how much I love her. And I want to publicly say it again here on the podcast. Happy birthday, Adriana. I love you. Thank you for everything that you do for me and for being such an amazing support system. And one of my best friends for such a long time. And I hope the year ahead is an amazing one for you. So, happy birthday, Adriana. I love you. Um, And one last... Personal note for me on Saturday, I got to see Princess live in concert once again. So, Princess, as you may know, is um, Maya Rudolph's cover band where she and her best friend Gretchen perform Prince songs. And back in April, I saw Princess perform here in LA um, around the anniversary of Prince's death. And that show was so amazing that I bought tickets for this past weekend's show at that show in April. Like, I was like, I, I, I'll i see them once. And it was so good, I was like, I have to see them again. So, Sun- Saturday night was uh, their show. And it was in celebration of Prince's birthday, which was last Friday. And... Um, yeah, what can I say? Princess put on another amazing show. My friend Billy uh, went to the show with me, so we were up front and center and we had the best, best time. Um, I brought my Prince Tambourine, which is something that I don't do ever. So the only time I ever have brought out my Prince Tambourine was at Prince concerts. Or one time, um, I went to a Prince dance party that was DJed by, uh, Adam Braven, who used to be Prince's DJ and is one of the best DJs around. He, uh, he, he played, he spun a Prince party, it was all Prince music and Prince related artists, um, shortly after Prince's death. And, uh, I had to bring my tambourine and celebrate that man's life. And that was the last time that I actually brought it out in public until this last Saturday when I brought it to the Princess concert and um, I played it a little bit at the show. Now, let me be clear. I hate it when people bring tambourines to concerts because they're just, they can be annoying. People tend to like shake them too much and they shake them in people's faces and they play them too loud. And I promise you, my friends, I tried to be as respectful as possible Only banging it on my hip when the music was loud enough to drown it out and using it for the hand claps. And um, I will say, I will proudly say that when Maya and Gretchen shouted out that it was Pride weekend and how much they loved the gays and how they were happy to celebrate with uh, the gays. On Pride Weekend in Los Angeles, I raised my tambourine and I shook it. And Maya Rudolph looked at me, pointed at me, and she said, Yeah, baby, you shake that tambourine. And uh, that kind of validated me. So, that concert was a great, great show. Um, Again, if Princess is coming to town, you need to see them. I've said it before, I will say it again. Princess puts on the best Prince show you're ever going to see without there being Prince anymore. So go see Princess, uh, and the next time Princess comes to LA, I will definitely be there, and hopefully I will see you there, um, all right, on Sunday, okay, uh, Sunday, uh, Brittany made her way to Miami with her boyfriend Sam, and she was photographed, you know, on the beach with him, riding a jet ski with him, looking cute with him, just your regular vacation photos, I I will say that they weren't just vacation photos. On her Instagram, she posted a a shout-out to the hotel she was staying at, which I am assuming was a paid product placement ad, which is totally fine, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm only mentioning it just for, you know, just to be clear about what's going on. But in addition to that post, she also posted, you know fun personal photos and she was heavily photographed by the paparazzi which leads to the fact that a couple days later um she became aware of the fact that people were saying some pretty un un they were saying some really mean things about her and her body size because next to her insanely sculpted boyfriend Sam She looked like a normal woman. And people were saying things about her body, about her being too big. Um, and she was not happy with that. She posted some videos on Instagram and in her Instagram story saying, you know, this is me. I'm a normal person. And she also made the claim that she believes that the paparazzi may have manipulated her photos to make her look bigger than she actually is. And that is why people were saying, um, Uh, not nice things about her. So whatever the case may be, whatever's going on, it sounds like it's par for the course for the life of Britney Spears. She is a woman who is under intense scrutiny all the time. And, uh, she just wasn't having it. And she wanted to be very plainly clear about the fact that she doesn't appreciate that she looks normal in the photos that she posts and she looks bigger in the photos that the paparazzi takes. She has issues with that, and she wanted to call it to everyone's attention, which I think is totally fine. You do your thing, Brittany. Anything that you want to say, anything that you want to share, I am happy to hear it. I am happy to receive it. Um, I don't don't necessarily think that things are going to change, but I can appreciate the fact that she um, is having her say and wants to... um, Speak in her own words On her own Instagram With her own videos And I love it I love it, I love it um, On Sunday, also Justin Bieber Out of nowhere Decided to challenge Tom Cruise To an MMA fight On Twitter He said, quote I wanna challenge Tom Cruise To fight in the octagon Tom <laughs> Wait Wait Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're you're scared and you will never live it down. And he misspelled your. He meant you're scared instead of Y-O-U-R. Um who is willing to put on this fight? So for whatever reason, Justin Bieber decided that he wanted to challenge Tom Cruise publicly to an MMA fight and some promoter jumped at the opportunity to be like, we'll put on the fight, and they're trying to let go Tom Cruise into fighting, which is weird. Um, as far as I'm aware, Tom Cruise has not responded. Um, he likely will never respond, and if he does respond, I find it very unlikely that he will fight Justin Bieber in an MMA fight, so there you have it. Um, you know, who knows what's going on? Justin's looking for attention, maybe, or something, but, uh, he's wanting to fight Tom Cruise, and we will have to wait and see if Tom decides to take the bait in any way by either responding or unbelievably deciding to fight him. So, there you go. Um, after... 1,144 shows and 16 years Celine Dion ended her residency in Las Vegas this past weekend. Um, Now, for the past 16 years, uh, Celine Dion has been a mainstay in Las Vegas. And as much as I and a lot of other people love to say that Britney Spears is the pop star who put... Uh, Las Vegas on the map, I suppose the argument could be made that it was actually Celine Dion who is the pop star who put Las Vegas on the map. So Celine Dion has been in Vegas for a very, very long time. Many, many, many years longer than Britney Spears. Um, I still argue that Britney's the one that made it cool. So once Britney did it, um, other big pop stars like Christina Aguilera... Janet Jackson, Gwen Stefani, Lady Gaga. uh, They've all done residencies in the wake of Britney Spears' stunning success. Um, So I don't think that Celine Dion's the one that inspired these women to go to Vegas. um, But nonetheless, Celine has been the one that's been there the longest. So, and now she has finished. Um, Her first Vegas residency, A New Day, ran from 2003 to 2007... And then her uh, next residency, Celine, ran from 2011 to just this past Sunday uh, here in 2019. So congratulations to Celine Dion for a successful run in Vegas. Um, She released a new song and she's releasing a new album and rumor has it that she's going on tour. So if you can believe it, God, if you can believe it, I never made my way out to Vegas to see Celine Dion. I guess I just took it for granted. She'd been there for so long, I just took it for granted that she'd always be there. And, you know, in, in recent years, I've been thinking, yeah, I gotta see her, I wanna see her, I wanna see her. And actually, my coworker, friend and I, Christina, talked about the fact that we should go see Celine Dion, and now it's too late. So, hopefully Celine will go on tour, because, um... I would love to see Celine Dion in tour. I've been a Celine Dion fan from almost the beginning, from way back in the early 90s, back back when she was singing Beauty and the Beast, when Beauty and the Beast came out the first time. Um, so I love Celine. Congratulations, Celine, on the end of your residency. And please go on tour because I need to see you uh, in concert. Um, uh, the second season of Big Little Lies premiered on HBO, and I watched it and loved it uh, Meryl Streep joined the cast this year and she is fan-fucking-tastic and, uh, if you're not watching Big Little Lies, you need to. It's a really, really good show. The first season, which aired last year, was phenomenal and I'm happy to report that it looks like season two is off to a very, very good start. Um, I can't wait to see how this new season plays out, so, uh, stay tuned. Um, when the season is over, I'll probably do a wrap up where I talk about how how things unfolded this this season. Maybe maybe not. I mean, Big Little Lies might not be the kind of show uh, where I'll do that, but we'll see. If it if it if it ends up turning out as as well as the first season did, I might I might have to do uh, a season two recap when it's all over. So that, uh, is something that you should have on your radar and you should be watching. Um, and the big personal news for me on Sunday was that I got to go to Disneyland and I got to visit the new Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, for the very first time. Now, I am very reluctant to talk too much about my experience only because, I didn't get to do everything. I didn't get to do everything on my first trip. And I am going again next weekend. Uh, My friend Griffin uh, has a reservation and he put me on his reservation. So I get to go again next weekend. And I am going to make it uh, my top priority to do the one last thing in, in the land that I didn't get to do the first time. So I... I don't want to talk too much about Galaxy's Edge yet. I want to go one more time. I want to be able to, I want to, be able to have the full experience, and then I want to be able to do a full uh, recap. So, here's what I'll do. I will talk in general terms about what I experienced now, and then after I go again next weekend... I will do a bonus episode where I talk just about Galaxy's Edge and every single thing that I can share about it. So, um, you'll just have to wait a little bit longer to hear my full thoughts on Galaxy's Edge, but I will tell you now, I really enjoyed my time. Um, I was very happy with the way that Disney is handling the reservation system, um, reservations are for four hours so you and your party gets to be in in the land for four hours and that is plenty of time to do everything that you want to do if you plan accordingly so i got to ride uh the millennium falcon smugglers one ride twice so that's great. I got to eat the food. I got to eat some of, drink some of the drinks. I got to shop. I got to see all of the little shows that are going on. The only thing I didn't get to do that I wanted to do was visit the cantina. Um, so there's another, uh, experience, the, the build your own lightsaber experience, which is extremely limited and extremely expensive. And it's something that I have no interest in, so I'm not doing it, and there's no way to be able to do it all anyway, because just the way that the reservation system is set up, and the limited number of people that get to do the lightsaber experience, it is very, very hard to be among the lucky few that get to, uh, build your own lightsaber and spend $200 for the experience. And even if you do get to wait in line, you spend your whole time in Galaxy's Edge waiting in line, not actually experiencing the park. So, um, lightsaber experience not on my radar, but the cantina definitely was on my radar and I was definitely bummed that I did not get to visit it. So my plan And my advice to you is if you are going to Galaxy's Edge, you should get into uh, the land as soon as you can when your time, your reservation time comes. And you should make your way to the cantina as quickly as possible to get your name on the reservation list. Once your name is on the reservation list, they tell you when to come back, and then you can go into the, the cantina, get your drinks hang out in there, get the experience, and you will still have time to do everything else in Star Wars Land, including riding the ride, more than once, very likely. So, um, now that I know better, when I go next weekend, um, I'm going to get in line as soon as I can, and as soon as I get into the land, into uh, Galaxy's Edge, I'm going to hastily make my way to the cantina and get my reservation, and then my friends and I will be able to enjoy the park, enjoy the the land, you know, get the blue milk and all of that stuff, and then go back for our cantina reservation and all of that. And then, once I have all of that experience under my belt, then I will be able to tell you the full, my full thoughts on Galaxy's Edge. So, stay tuned, that is coming, but... But please know, if you plan, if you're going to Galaxy's Edge anytime soon, um, you need to make it a priority to get your reservation for the cantina early, or you won't get to visit it at all. And then, once the reservations are over on June 24th, and it's first come, first serve, anyone can go. I think it's going to be extremely hard, not only to get into um, Galaxy's Edge, but to get into Galaxy's Edge and get to the cantina. So... So there you go. That's all I want to say about Star Wars Land right now. Please forgive me. But next week, I will have a bonus episode where I will dish all. So please stay tuned. Um, On Monday, um, the first song, the first original song from the Back to the Future musical was released. And uh, I have some thoughts. I I heard the song, and it's kind of okay. Okay. And, you know, the idea of the Back to Fus- Future musical is kind of like, oh, I don't really know how I feel about that. I'm of, the, I, I'm of two minds when it comes to movies being adapted to musicals. I either love it or I hate it, which I guess isn't really a big surprise. Um, some of them are done really, really well, like um, Xanadu. Xanadu the musical is probably one of my favorite movie to musical adaptations ever. Legally Blonde is another one. Um these these musicals are very very true to the originals and they offer exciting fun new things. So if The Back to the Future musical can do this as well, then I will be a fan. But I have my reservations and based on the first song, I'm not really wild, so we'll see. But if the Back to the Future musical sounds like something that you might be interested in, it will be opening in Manchester first before it opens on the West End in London, and then, um, I believe it will come to Broadway and the rest of the world if it is a success. So, the Back to the Future musical is on its way. Um, also on Monday, the trailer for Frozen 2 was released, and, um... Not really wowed by it, I have to admit. Now, full disclosure, I didn't really love Frozen in the first place. I think Frozen is just a fine movie. I've seen it a few times, but not not because I'm like, oh my god, I love it so much, I want to see it multiple times, like I do for a lot of Disney films. Um, so I'm not like a big Frozen fan, and the the first teaser. And the trailer for, um, Frozen 2 looks confusing. I don't really know what's going on. I don't really know that I care. So, yeah. Um, but if you are a Frozen fan, you're gonna want to check out the trailer. And I don't know, people. Do you love Frozen? Why? Tell me why. And, um, convert me? I don't know. Convince me? I don't know. Um... I saw Frozen in the theater, and to be honest, I don't think I care to see Frozen 2 in the theater. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but so far, nothing that I've seen from Frozen 2 has tickled my fancy. So if you can't tickle my fancy, I'm, I, I'm probably not going to come see your movie. So there you go. Um, a report came out on Monday that dished That uh, actors uh, Nina Dobrev and Paul Wellesley, quote unquote, despised one another when they worked together on. The Vampire Diaries. So, those of you CW fans like me who who enjoyed The Vampire Diaries, and I did, I liked The Vampire Diaries all the way up until um, Nina Dobrev's character Elena became a vampire herself. Then, for me, that was the moment that the show jumped the shark and I was kind of over it. But, in the beginning... Um, I was a a big Vampire Diaries fan, and I am very surprised to, to learn that Nina and Paul didn't like one another when they worked together. Their chemistry seemed real, and, um, I guess the broodiness of their romance masked the fact that they hated each other, so... So there you go. I, I suppose if this story had come out when the show was on the air, it would be a much bigger story, but obviously it is not as big a story now because the the vampire diaries is off the air. Um, but you know, for for those of us who who enjoy this gossipy kind of entertainment news, I guess it's a it's a interesting little nugget to nibble on. So Nina and Paul despised one another on the set of the vampire diaries and we never knew it. Um, On Tuesday, um, it was revealed that uh, a video game version of the new uh, prequel series The Dark Crystal is being made. So Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics is a video game that is going to be released for Nintendo Switch. And it is based on the events of the Dark Crystal prequel series, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, that will premiere on Netflix later this year in August. So, I talked a little bit about the Dark Crystal last week, and I'm very excited for the new series. I'm not a big video game person. I love playing Pokemon Go. That's pretty much it. Um... But, uh, I did see the video trailer for this game, and it looks pretty amazing, but, of course, video game technology looks fucking amazing these, these days, so I'm not surprised. So, if you are a big Dark Crystal fan, um, not only do you have the prequel series to look forward to, but you always, you also have this video game for the Nintendo Switch to look forward to, so save your coins for that game to come. Um... Madonna's new album, *Madame X, leaked online today. Actually, it leaked last night, but, uh, today's the first full day, and it's been making the rounds, and the album comes out this Friday on the 14th, um, so it's not really surprising that Madonna's album leaked, um, because, you know, when, when big, uh, Albums like these are on the horizon. They tend to leak early. If you remember, though, Rebel Heart, her last album, leaked like months before it was supposed to be released. All the demos came out, and it totally ruined um, her the release schedule for her album, and it probably hurt her album sales a lot. So the fact that Madonna was able to uh, fend off um, leaks really, really early this time around is a feather in her cap. But nonetheless, Madame X has leaked, and um, I I will confess that I heard some of the songs. Honestly, I really only heard the songs, the the singles that have been already been released, because I want to hear them in high high quality, uh, uh, in high quality. And um, I can wait. I can wait a few days to hear the full album as it's meant to be heard. So, um, but if you can't wait, it's out there on the internets, you know where to go to find it, um, or not. Maybe, maybe just wait. Maybe just wait and hear the album the way Madonna wants you to hear it on release day. Um, uh, it has been reported from, uh, Heidi and Audrina themselves that they are both very happy that Lauren Conrad is not returning for The Hills reboot that is coming out later this year. Um, Heidi gave an interview where she said that she was very relieved that Elsie uh, wasn't coming back because she didn't want... Uh, I guess the inference was that if Elsie was on the show, she would... like suck up all the air in the room, leaving none for everyone else. And that's kind of the sentiment that Audrina um, gave as well. So Heidi and Audrina are both very happy that Elsie is not going to return for the Hills reboot. Um, and not that anyone expected Elsie to come back anyway. Neither hi- uh, Elsie nor Kristen Cavallari are coming back because they don't need to. They are very successful on their own. Um, and they probably just don't want to. So those ladies will not be coming back to the hills. And, uh, Heidi and Audrina are very happy about that. Selena Gomez has announced that her new album is quote unquote finally done. So new Selena Gomez music is on the way. Make of that what you will. I like some Selena Gomez music. I like some of her songs. So I'm looking forward to new fun pop music. So bring it, Selena. I can't wait to hear what you have in store. Um, Lance Bass uh, has said that he and the other members of InSync, and the assumption is that that includes Justin Timberlake, will quote-unquote sit down and talk about a possible reunion album and or tour this summer. So Lance is saying that he and the other members of NSYNC, presumably including Justin Timberlake, are going to get together and talk about possibly reuniting for a tour because the rumor has it that Coachella wants NSYNC to play next year. And Coachella makes a lot of money And they pay um, bands and artists a lot of money to perform. And if NSYNC will reunite, including with Justin Timberlake, I can see how Coachella would pay a lot of money for that. So Lance is saying that he and the other NSYNC guys are going to get together and talk soon about getting together and my guess is they all want to do it it's up to Justin so if Justin Timberlake wants to reunite with his Insync Bros then it's going to happen and if that's the case they will probably reunite someplace like Coachella or maybe some other festival and if they're smart they'll release at least some new music and go on tour and make a shit ton of money so an Insync reunion may be in the works stay tuned um, the second season of Pose premieres, uh, premiered on Tuesday. And I have to tell you, Pose, uh, was one of my favorite new shows last year and I love it. Um, it is the only Ryan Murphy produced show that I've loved entirely from start to finish. Um, I've said this before, uh, my problem with Ryan Murphy shows are they tend to start really, really well. Like Glee, I loved Glee in the beginning, and then it went to shit. Um, And like American Horror Story, um, started out those seasons start out really, really well, and then they kind of go to shit. Except for Coven, Coven is the only one that I liked the whole way through. Um, So um, I was very, very pleasantly surprised to see that Pose was another one of his shows finally that I loved from beginning to end. And the second season of Pose is now underway and, um, it is, uh, available to watch on FX. FX releases episodes one at a time, so you can't binge it, so you have to watch it weekly, like regular TV, and, uh, it's set in the 90s, and if you, if you, you may or may not know, but Pose is about drag balls of New York, And season one took place in the late 80s, and season two will take place in the early 90s. So, um, please watch this show. I'm telling you, it is one of my favorite new shows. I loved the first season. I know I'm going to love the second season. Watch it along with me. Let's talk about it. Let's, um, let's shine a light on this show because it deserves to be watched and loved and adored by, um, everybody. Uh, and the last bit of news for Tuesday is that the uh, My Little Pony cartoon is introducing a same-sex pony couple on the show. So just like Arthur, the, chi- the children's um, show Arthur has introduced uh, a same-sex couple in the form of uh, Arthur's teacher, Mr. Ratburn, marrying his same-sex partner on the show... My Little Pony is also introducing a same-sex character on a children's, uh, program, which just makes me so happy that there are, there's children programming that caters to, um, these story, these storylines, because gay kids need this stuff growing up too. And, um, children, all children need to know about love and, and the love of other people, and um, not just heteronormative love but same-sex love and I love it so this is great, great news I'm, I have no doubt that people will be protesting and boycotting and complaining about this news these hateful people but I am celebrating it and I am very, very happy that uh, fans of My Little Pony will be treated to this very loving uh, storyline so... So, yeah, that's the news. That's what I have for you for this week. Um, as I said, not a lot of earth-shattering things happened this week, but a lot of fun little nuggets um, that I hope that you enjoyed. And, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, just to get back to the Star Wars thing again at Disneyland, I'm kind of chomping at the bit to talk about it, but I really went back and forth. I really did. I really went back and forth about, like, I was like, all right, well, I'll talk about it at length. And then i'll do a little supplemental thing about the cantina but i don't know like i feel like i feel like just one more week will give me and another chance to see the park will really give me the opportunity to synthesize my thoughts and my feelings and to really give you a full report on galaxy's edge um because i don't want to talk about all the things that you can do and not the one thing i didn't do because i didn't get a chance to do it so i'm gonna make sure that i go to the cantina. And then once I go to the cantina, then I'll be able to give a full report on Galaxy's Edge from uh, my perspective, and hopefully you will enjoy it. So please stay tuned. Um, that is coming. And of course, a whole other week of fun pop culture news is on the way next week. Um, uh, I hope that you are enjoying these. I'm seeing that the, uh, the listenership is doing very, very well. Um, so thank you so much for listening. If there's anything that you you want um, to hear more of or less of, or if you have any feedback, please hit me up on my personal socials, at Trent Venegas on all of the social networks, or at Pink is the New Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, or Pink is the New Pod on Twitter. And with that, I will say have a great week. I love you all. Take care, and I'm out. Bye!